This is Morning Motivation for Educators on the Bee Podcast Network. Learn about all the shows at beepodcastnetwork.com. You'll hear from a variety of formal and informal educators who help put this podcast together. If you'd like to contribute your voice to the show, please go to morningmotivationedu.com to apply. I am Karen Dudek-Brannan. I was a school SLP for 14 years where I specialized in language, literacy, and executive functioning, and also held various teaching, leadership, and research roles. Now, I am the host of the De Facto Leaders podcast on the Bee Podcast Network, where I help school therapists, teachers, and administrators be leaders on their school teams, no matter their job title. One of the most common questions I get from school-based professionals is about the scope and sequence of intervention and instruction. So a lot of times the questions are, how do I make time to address all these skills my students need? Or how can I make sure my students are generalizing skills from one setting to another and learning how to apply things? Or even how can I help other people on my team value and understand my specific discipline? I see that one a lot with related service providers who might be a therapist or a person with expertise in a specific area. Now I started off as an SLP, so I initially thought about these questions within the context of the SLP's role in language and literacy, but as I expanded to special ed leadership and started looking at this in the context of the entire school team, I found that many other disciplines and content areas were all asking these same questions in some way. Now, there are endless debates on what is and isn't research-based, what's developmentally appropriate for kids and reasonable to expect from students at certain grade levels, as well as how we should be designing our programs and services. And these questions all make sense because they are centered around the students. So of course, we should be centering our questions around the students to some extent but not at the expense of the adults. I have a lengthy episode on this topic on the DeFacto Leaders podcast. It is episode 142. It should be going live in December, 2023. But today I wanted to give you just a brief snippet of what I talked about in that episode and talk about what I mean by client or student-focused questions. There's so much pressure on people in the schools to be child focused. It's trendy, it's one of the things that you wanna say when you talk about how you handle your instruction or your specialized interventions that you're doing for kids. So let's unpack what client focused questions might look like. And this example is from the therapy world, but I think it applies to teachers and education as well. Usually when clinicians discuss ways to establish a therapy plan, they focus on what is evidence-based, what a developmentally appropriate progression should look like, and methods for differential diagnosis. We need to figure out what the research says is an effective way to address this, what we can expect kids to be doing across different ages and grade levels, as well as how we can determine the root cause of whatever issues that student is having and put the right supports in place to match them up with whatever we come up with in our evaluation. Obviously, this looks a little bit different for teachers. As teachers have to differentiate for the different needs of their students in their classroom, they're going through a similar thought process. Obviously, our job as clinicians or teachers is to support human beings. So of course, we need to make what we do tailored to our student or client needs. 
all of these factors I just mentioned, diagnosis, establishing a research-based plan, thinking about scope and sequence and progression, all of those things are valid and important, and I use many of them in my decision-making process when I come up with course curriculum and program features for my clinical training programs, and I used them as well when I was working directly with students. The problem is that quality research takes time, and that means that Clinicians and teachers need to also layer their professional expertise into their decision-making process. And there are a number of different developmental models and theories, which means that when we go from theory to implementation, there's a lot of room open for interpretation. And all of those diagnostic procedures aren't foolproof. Sometimes it's difficult to get a complete picture of a student's profile based on the time and resources that we have available. Sometimes it's due to time constraints, and sometimes it's due to the nature of what we're trying to assess. This makes a lot of sense to some teachers because they know that they would probably like to spend way more time understanding their students' individual needs, but they also have an entire class that they need to think about. So it becomes difficult to make things as individualized as we'd like. What makes things even more confusing is when we get into these discussions of the root cause. If a student is showing behaviors or challenges with learning, and we're trying to figure out why they're having those issues, the discussion of what's causing this can get even more complicated. There's so many different debates we could have about what causes what. And don't get me wrong, I think we should be thinking about all of these things. We shouldn't dismiss questions of what's research-based and what's at the root cause of a student issue. We shouldn't dismiss those things for the sheer reason that they're challenging questions to answer. But there comes a point of diminishing returns. And at some point, you have to pick a direction that has a reasonable amount of evidence to support it. You have to think about what is feasible for the adults from an implementation standpoint so that they can move forward, put something in place, and do their jobs. Many of the problems we're facing in education aren't because teachers, therapists, and administrators don't know what kids need to succeed. It isn't a question of what kids need. It's more of a question of what the adults need to make things happen. So my challenge for the people listening whether they are a therapist in a role that is designed to support teachers, whether they're the teacher who is needing support in their classroom, or whether you're in a leadership role and you have to figure out what your staff needs. If you're coming against a roadblock, is it because you are focusing on student-focused questions when you really should be focusing on adult-focused questions? In a later episode, I will be sharing what adult-focused questions could look like. Also, check out the De Facto Leaders podcast, where I share topics like this, specifically episode 142, where I talk about making the shift from student-focused to adult-focused. Thanks for listening, and whatever role you have in education, we have a podcast for you at bepodcastnetwork.com. Who among your friends and colleagues needs to hear this message today? Please share it with them right now.